welcome to Pursuing the Pinnacle podcast. I'm your host, Andy Brenton. Each week, you will hear engaging tips and strategies in order to live your absolute best life as a Christian. So let's begin with today's portion of Practical Christian Living. During last week's podcast, we considered the word attitude and how attitude, like flying, says my attitude dictates my performance. And so today, we're going to consider the question, what is it? What is attitude? Hardly a day goes by without the word attitude entering into a conversation. It may be used as a complaint or a compliment. It may mean the difference between a promotion or a demotion. Sometimes we sense it, sometimes we see it, yet it is difficult to explain. You see, the attitude is an inward feeling expressed by behavior. That is why an attitude can be seen without a word being ever said. Haven't we all noticed the pout of the sulker or the jutted jaw of the determined? Of all the things that we wear, our expressions are the most important. The Bible teaches us that God sees not as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart, for Samuel 16, 7. The heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? Jeremiah 17, verse 9. These biblical statements express our inability to know for sure what emotions are going on inside somebody else. Yet while we refrain from judging others by their outward expressions, many times the outward actions become a window to the soul. A person who gives a look that kills probably is not inwardly singing or rejoicing. Acts chapter 20 gives us the account of Paul stopping at Miletus and calling for the Ephesian elders. These men gathered and listened to Paul's farewell address. The future was uncertain, and their leader declared in verse 22 and 23, And now, behold, bound in spirit, I am on my way to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit solemnly testifies to me in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions await me. Paul exhorted these church leaders to watch over the work that he had begun. Inwardly, they were moved with compassion for the man who had disciplined them. Their attitudes of love resulted in a touching display of affection. In verses 36 through 38, we read, And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. And they began to weep aloud and embrace Paul and repeatedly kissed him, grieving especially over the word which he had spoken, that they should see his face no more. And they were accompanying him to the ship. Since an attitude often is expressed by our body language and by the looks on our faces, it can be contagious. Have you ever noticed what happens to a group of people when just one person, by their expression, reveals a negative attitude? Or have you noticed the lift that you actually receive when a friend's facial expression shows love and acceptance? David's music and presence encouraged a troubled King Saul. Scripture tells us the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord terrorized him, 1 Samuel 16, 14. And so the king's men were told to find someone who could lift their ruler's spirits. And so they brought David into the palace, and it states that Saul loved him greatly. And Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David now stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. So it came about Whenever the evil spirit from God came to Saul, David would take the harp and play it with his hand, and Saul would be refreshed and be well, and the evil spirit would depart from him. You know, sometimes the attitude can be masked outwardly, and others who see us are fooled. But usually, the cover-ups will not last long. There is that constant struggle 
as the attitude tries to wiggle its way out. I'm reminded of a story of a four-year-old who had these type of trouble-filled days. After being reprimanded, his mother finally said to him, Son, you go over to that chair and you sit on it right now. The little lad went to the chair and sat down and said, Mommy, I'm sitting on the outside, but standing up on the inside. Have you ever said that to God? We have all experienced the inner conflict similar to the one expressed by Paul in Romans 7. For the good that I wish, I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not wish. Verse 19. But then he goes on to say in verse 23, I see a different law in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin, which is in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then on this one hand, I myself with my mind am serving the law of God, but on the other with my flesh, the law of sin. Does that sound familiar? Whenever a sincere Christian asks me to help them with his spiritual walk, I will always talk about obedience. The simplicity of trust and obey, that great hymn by John Samus, points to the importance of our obedient attitude to our spiritual growth. It states, when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Has your heart ever been challenged with the words of Mary, the mother of Jesus, who said, whatever he says to you, do it? I share with you the thought of obedience drawn from the story of Jesus' miracle at the wedding in Cana. John chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. Whatever Jesus says to you, do it, even though you are not in the right place, as we find in verse 2. They were at the wedding and not at church when Jesus performed the miracle. Some of God's greatest blessings will be at other places if we'll just be obedient to him. Whatever Jesus says to you, do it, even though you have a lot of problems. We see this in verse 3. They had run out of wine. Too many times our problems drive us away from Jesus instead of to him. Christian renewal begins when we focus on God's power and not our problems. Number three, whatever Jesus says to do, do it, even though you are not encouraged. Jesus said to those at the wedding, my hour has not yet come. Instead of being discouraged by these words, Mary laid hold of the possibility of a miracle. Number four, whatever Jesus says to you, do it, even though you have not walked with him very long. Verse five, the servants who obeyed Jesus had just met him, and the disciples had just started following the Lord, yet they were expected to to obey him. Number five, whatever Jesus says to you, do it even though you have not seen him work miracles in your own life. That was our Lord's first miracle. The people in this situation had to obey him without his having a previous track record. And then number six, whatever Jesus says to you, do it even though you don't understand the entire process. It may not make logical sense to do this. From this biblical story, we can draw out a definition for obedience. It is listening to the words of Jesus and doing His will. Inward obedience provides outward growth. Psychologist and philosopher James Allen states, You cannot travel within and stand still without. In other words, soon what is happening within us will affect what is happening without. A hardened attitude is a dreaded disease. It causes a closed mind and a dark future. When the attitude is positive and conducive to growth, the mind expands and the progress begins. As we close, I ask you this question. What is an attitude? 
It is the advanced man of our true selves. Its roots are inward, but its fruit is outward. It is our best friend and our worst enemy. It is more honest and more consistent than our own words. It is an outward look based on past experiences. It is a thing that draws people to us or repels them from us. It is never content until it is expressed. It is the librarian of our past, it is the speaker of our present, and it is the prophet of our future. And so here's an attitude application. Choose a friend and evaluate their attitude. Write down several words that describe it. What is the performance indicator as a result of that attitude? And then do it for yourself. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle, sharing it with those that you love. As always, it is my prayer that God be with you and that you seek Him in all things. Until next time, God bless.